Welcome to Zichud Avsi Man Memram Gold. All right, and today Maseches Gittin Dafiyud Gimel. The first parak Hamavi get. The Zichud Maseches Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zichud Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the next Mishnah teaches that one who instructs a get to be given to his wife or an Eved and dies, it cannot be given after his death. However, if he said Tnu Manu Ishponi Umeis, give a mana, meaning money equal to one hundred dinarim, to Pony, and he died, Yidnu Lachemisa, they should give it after his death. Rav said, This ruling is only if the coins are piled and resting in a corner, and the benefactor said to give these coins. Two interpretations are given. Rav Zvid said the Mishnah discusses a healthy person. Although a Kenyan is required, it was performed here with Mamad Shloshtan, in the presence of all three parties, himself, the intermediary, and the third party. As Rav said, If one says, You have a mana of mine, give it to Pony. But Mamma Joshim Kana, if this was said in the presence of all three parties, the recipient automatically acquires the mana. This applies only to specified deposited money, according to Rav Zvid. Rav Papa said the mission discusses a Shechimira, a mortally ill person who does not require a kin. Still, Rav holds that if the gift is not identified, it cannot be given because he may have intended to give a buried mana. According to Halakha, this is not a concern. Point number two, the Gemara explains the Machlokas. Rapapa did not explain our mission with Mamad Shloshtan of a healthy person because, in his opinion, this is effective not only with a deposited mana, but even with a loan and would not require being piled and resting in a corner. Rav Zvi did not explain the Mishnah to refer to a Shechimero because the Mishnah implies that if he were alive, the get would only be given if he said Tnu, but not if he merely said Kisvu, write it. This is contradicted by a Mishnah which states, Barishona Omrim. Originally they would say, Ishti, one who goes out in an iron collar to be executed and said, write a get from my wife. Although he did not say to give it, they write it and give it because he lacked the presence of mind to speak clearly. Later, other circumstances were added. Rabbi Shimon Shazuri said, Afamasukan, even a dangerously ill person who says Kisu, a get is written and given. Ravashi rejected this point, saying that we need not assume that our Mishnah follows Rabbi Shimon Shazuri's opinion. And pointing with you, Rabba said, Mistava milsid the Rabba Pikadon. Rav's ruling of a Mamad Shloshan transfer is logical regarding a deposited item, which is under the owner's domain and legal control, of Abimilva law, but not for a loan. Nonetheless, Rav swore that Rav holds it is effective even for a loan. A Maymar initially explained, It's as if the borrower said to the lender, at the time the money was originally given, I'm obligated to you and to whoever comes in your place, which the lender can designate later through Mama Chalshtan. Thus, the transfer is enabled through the original loan terms. Ravashi objected that if so, one cannot use Mamad Shloshan to give funds to someone who was not born at the time of the loan, since everyone agrees that ownership cannot be transferred to someone who is not yet born. Ultimately, the Gemara will explain that Mamad Shloshan was enacted like laws taught to Moshe for which no rationale is given. The rabbis decreed it effective even without a mechanism. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission it teaches that one who instructs a get to be given to his wife or Evid and dies, it cannot be given after his death. However, if he said, give a mana, meaning money equal to 100 dinarim, to pony, and he died, they should give it after his death. Rav said, This ruling is only if the coins are piled and resting in a corner, and the benefactor said to give these coins. Two interpretations are given. Rav Zvid said the Mishnah discusses a healthy person. Although a Kenyan is required, it was performed here with Mamad Shloshtan, in the presence of all three parties, himself, the intermediary, and the third party. As Rav said, If one says, you have a mana of mine, 
give it to Plony, but Mamma Chosham Kana. If this was said in the presence of all three parties, the recipient automatically acquires the mana. This applies only to specified deposited money, according to Razvid. Papa said the mission discusses a shchimira, a mortally ill person who does not require a king. And still, Rav holds that if the gift is not identified, it cannot be given because he may have intended to give a buried mana. According to Halakha, this is not a concern. Point number two, the Gemara explains the Machlokas. Rapapa did not explain our mission with Mamad Shloshnan of a healthy person because, in his opinion, this is effective not only with a deposited mana, but even with a loan and would not require being piled and resting in a corner. Rav Zvi did not explain the Mishnah to refer to a Shechimera because the Mishnah implies that if he were alive, the get would only be given if he said Tnu, but not if he merely said Kisvu, write it. This is contradicted by a Mishnah which states, Barishona Omrim. Originally they would say, Hayotzi Bakolar Va'amar Kisvu Getli Ishti. One who goes out in an iron collar to be executed and said, Write a get from my wife. Although he did not say to give it, They write it and give it because he lacked the presence of mind to speak clearly. Later, other circumstances were added. Rabbi Shimon Shazuri said, Afamasukan, even a dangerously ill person who says kisfu, a get is written and given. Ravashi rejected this point, saying that we need not assume that our Mishnah follows Rabbi Shimon Shazuri's opinion. And point with you, Rav said, Mistavra milsid the Rav Pikadon. Rav's ruling of a Mamad Shloshan transfer is logical regarding a deposited item, which is under the owner's domain and legal control, of Abimilva law, but not for a loan. Nonetheless, Rav swore that Rav holds it is effective even for a loan. A Maymar initially explained, It's as if the borrower said to the lender, at the time the money was originally given, I'm obligated to you and to whoever comes in your place, which the lender can designate later through Mama Chalshtan. Thus, the transfer is enabled through the original loan terms. Ravashi objected that if so, one cannot use Mamad Shloshan to give funds to someone who was not born at the time of the loan, since everyone agrees that ownership cannot be transferred to someone who is not yet born. Ultimately, the Gemara will explain that Mamad Shloshan was enacted like laws taught to Moshe for which no rationale is given. The rabbis decreed it effective even without a mechanism. All right, so now we get our simon daf yud gimel, and our standard simon is a bar mitzvah boy. A bar mitzvah boy. So here goes. The bar mitzvah boy in the green suit who was delighted when a healthy guest told another guest, you have a man on mine, give it to the bar mitzvah boy, which meant he automatically acquired it, and then became sad when he overheard a man on his way to be executed say, write a get from my wife, became happy again when another guest said, a mama works, even with a loan. So once again, some motion. The bar mitzvah boy, bar mitzvah boy, that must mean our daf yud gimel. The bar mitzvah boy in the green suit who was delighted when a healthy guest told another guest, you have a mana on mine, give it to the bar mitzvah boy, which meant he automatically acquired it, which reminds us, the next mission teaches that one who instructs a get to be given to his wife or evident dies, it cannot be given after his death. However, if he said, give a mana to pony and he died, they should give it after his death. Rav said the ruling is only if the coins are piled and resting in a corner, and the benefactor said to give these coins. Two interpretations are given. Rav Zvid said the mission discusses a healthy person. Although a Kenyan is required, it was performed here with the Mamad Shloshtan, in the presence of all three parties, himself, the intermediary, and the third party, and with the Mamad Shloshtan, the recipient automatically acquires it. Rav Papa said the mission discusses a Shchimera, a mortally ill person, who does not require a Kenyan. So the bar mitzvah boy in the green suit who was delighted when a healthy guest told another guest, you have a man on mine, give it to the bar mitzvah boy, which meant he automatically acquired it, and then became sad when he overheard a man on his way to be executed say, 
right I get from my wife, which reminds the Gemara brings a mission with states. So originally they would say, ishti. one who goes out in an iron collar to be executed and said, right I get from my wife, although he did not say, give it, they write and give it because he lacked the presence of mind to speak clearly. So the bar mitzvah boy in the green suit who was delighted when a healthy guest told another guest, you have a mana of mine, give it to the bar mitzvah boy, which meant he automatically acquired it and then became sad when he overheard a man on his way to be executed say, right I get from my wife, became happy again when another guest said, a mamash lotion works even with a loan. Which reminds us that more discussed whether mamash lotion is not only effective for a deposit, but it's also effective for a loan, and if so, how? So once again, the bar mitzvah boy in the green suit who was delighted when a healthy guest told another guest, you have a man on mine, give it to the bar mitzvah boy, which meant he automatically acquired it, and then became sad when he overheard a man on his way to be executed say, right again from my wife, became happy again when another guest said, a mamashoshim works, even with a loan. All right, so now it's time for four blah Dav test. So the similar dav test is a teapot. So here goes. When the Evid dropped a green teapot, teapot, that must mean we're on dav test, teapot. When the Ebbet dropped the green teapot when he discovered he wasn't freed since Love Cruz Gitahu, the separation between the slave and master wasn't clear in the document, which reminds us, Ramir says a Kosef called Nechasev Abdul Yatsub ben Chorin. One writes over all his possessions to his Ebbet, he goes free because he's included in the master's possession. Shiar Karka Koshu Yatsub ben Chorin. If the master retained land of any size for himself, he doesn't go free. Ravashi explains Ramir to say, Mishum de Love Cruz Gitahu, because the separation between the slave and master is not clear in the document. Ramir holds that even if the master did identify the retained property, the slave doesn't go free because this retention suggests the possibility that he means to retain the slave as well. This remote possibility disqualifies the get as lacking its requisite clarity. So when the Evid dropped the green teapot when he discovered he wasn't freed since Love Cruz Gitahu, the separation between the slave and master wasn't clear in the document. Green tea splashed all over blank paper edged for Adim, who didn't know how to sign a woman's get, which reminds us it was taught in Bryce that Adim who do not know how to sign. We etch a blank paper for them with their names, and the aiding filled the etches with ink. From Shimon Gamliel says this is only valid for getting of women, but not for any other documents, including a get shikhur. A special leniency was granted to protect women from becoming agunos if they're pressed for time and cannot obtain better witnesses. So when the Ebbet dropped the green teapot when he discovered he wasn't freed since Love Cruz Gitohu, the separation between the slave and master wasn't clear in the document. Green tea splashed all over blank paper edged for aiding who didn't know how to sign a woman's get. Just as someone rushed into the room to sadly inform the woman that her husband died and that her get would be no good, nor would other documents. Which reminds us the Brysa does not include as one of the similarities between a get Isha and get Shichur that they cannot be given after Misa, after death, because this rule applies to other documents and is not exclusive to them. Daf Yud, so the similar Daf Yud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. The minion of Kusim, minion of Kusim, that must be on Daf Yud, minion of Yidin. The minion of Kusim in their green talasim, selling their carefully baked matzos for their shul building campaign, which reminds us, the next mission teaches the second similarity between a get isha and a get shechor. Any get which has a kusi signed onto it is invalid because their testimony is unreliable, except for women's get and get shechor. They weren't questions the mission's doing based on Malchokas about Kusim's reliability for mitzvahs. Matzah prepared by kusi is permitted to eat on Pesach, and there's no chametz concern, and one is yotzi, his obligation to eat matzah with it, and we can 
and even assume he prepared it with the required mitzvah intent. Rabbi Lezer prohibits his consumption with Yishem Bekin B'dikduke Mitzvahs because they're not experts in the details of mitzvahs and it may be chametz. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, Kol mitzvah sheichiziku bakusim. Any mitzvah that kusim adopted, even though it's not written explicitly in the Torah, they're much more careful about it than ordinary Jews are. So the minion of kusim in their green talisim selling their carefully baked matzos for their shul building campaign watched in pride as one of their kusim members signed a get, which Yisrael signed afterwards, which reminds us. The Gemara explains that the ton of our Mishnah is Rebbe Lezer, who does not consider kusim reliable. And it's a case where the Yisrael signed at the end after the kusi. Because if the kusi were not a hover, meaning reliable regarding mitzvahs, the Yisrael would not have let him sign before him. Therefore, a single kusi signature can be validated. So the minion of kusim in their green talisim selling their carefully baked matzos for their shul building campaign... Watched in pride as one of their kusi members signed a get, which a Yisrael signed afterwards. Since it wasn't permitted to be processed in the Goisha court next door, brother Staros were allowed to be done, which reminds us the next mission teaches the third similarity between Gitten and Gitte Shichur. All documents processed in courts of idolaters, even though the signers are idolaters, are still valid, except for a woman's Gitten and Gitte Shichur. Rabbi Shimon says that even Gitten and Gitte Shichur are valid, as the Gemara will explain. Daf Yudolf, so the Simran Daf Yudolf is stars based on the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The stargazer Kyle McDonald III, who liked to sign his distinct Goyish name on Staros, surrounded by 11 green stars, 11 stars? That must be on Daf Yudolf, stars. The stargazer Kyle McDonald III, who liked to sign his distinct Goyish name on Staros, surrounded by 11 green stars, which reminds us, the Gemara in the previous stuff explained that Rabbi Shimon considers a get signed by idolaters valid, because he was like Rabbi Lezer that Adi Masirakarti. The witnesses to delivery enabled the get to sever the marital bond even without signatures. The Gemara has said a document which is Mazui Matoko internally faulty is invalid, even though no signatures were necessary. This is because of a concern that people may come to use the signed witnesses for the delivery as well, for which they are not qualified. The Gemara answers with shameless muvhakin. The Mishnah refers to signatures of distinct names, meaning obviously Gentile names. People know they're not valid witnesses and will not rely on them. So the stargazer Kyle McDonald III, who liked to sign his distinct Goyish name on Staros, surrounded by 11 green stars, looked through his telescope and saw a master unsuccessfully attempt to attract to get Shechor after giving it to his shaliach, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, One who says to his shaliach, Give this get to my wife or give this get Shechor to my slave. If he wants to retract from either of them, he may retract because neither get takes effect until it reaches his receipt. Recipient. The Chamin partially disagree. This is true regarding women's gitten, but not regarding gitte shichur. They explain the distinction of because one may benefit another person even in his absence, meaning without his authorization, but one cannot disadvantage another person except in his presence, meaning with authorization. So the stargazer Kyle McDonald III, who liked to sign his distinct Goyish name on Staros, surrounded by 11 green stars, looked through his telescope and saw a master unsuccessfully attempt to attract to get Shechur after giving it to his shaliach. Next is someone who sees property for a balcho being told to give it back because it's a disadvantage to other. Balecho, which reminds us, Rav Huna and Rav Yitzhak Bar Yosef once were sitting before Rav Yirmi, who was dozing. Rav Huna sought to deduce from the Chamim's opinion, Hatopes Lebalchov, Kana, one who seizes property for a creditor. The creditor acquires it. When Rav Yirmi awoke, he chided them that Rav Yochanan says, a creditor does not acquire property seized on his behalf when it disadvantages others. And explained the Mishnah's reason, anyone who says give is as if he says acquire it for the recipient. Thus, the Shlich was instructed by the master 
master to acquire the get for the slave. Dafyud base. So the similar Dafyud base is twelve brothers. So here goes. The twelve slave brothers, twelve brothers, that must mean Daf Yud Bays. The twelve slave brothers wearing green work clothes, who were offended when their master told them to let their earnings be their food, which reminds us the more discusses whether one can force a slave to work without feeding him and say, Let your earnings be your food. So the twelve slave brothers wearing green work clothes who were offended when their master told them to let their earnings be their food, and then were outraged when he said he was keeping the medical expenses that someone paid for cutting off one of the brothers' hands, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan said, A kote yad avdo shel one who cuts off the hand of his friend's slaves, noisin shiptil rufua solo rabo, gives compensation for his lost work during his recovery and healing expenses to the master, but also evid nizom minutstaka, and that slave is fed from charity. Even though the master is being compensated for the slave's lost work, he's not required to feed him. This proves that Yochanan holds one can require a slave to work without feeding him. The case was where the slave was estimated to require five days of treatment and was given powerful medication that healed him in three days at a lower cost, but with greater suffering. Rabbi Yochanan taught that even compensation for such suffering is award to the master, not the slave. So the twelve slave brothers wearing green work clothes who were offended when their master told them to let their earnings be their food, and then were outraged when he said he was keeping the medical expenses that someone paid for cutting off one of the brothers' hands, decided to run away before their co-master freed them and caused them. A loss of truma, which reminds us, the Gemara brings Rabbi Meir's argument that freeing a slave causes him a loss of truma. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of ten questions. Number one: Which of the Gunakusi's signature on a get is considered reliable? One in Yisrael signed under it. That's on Duff. Yud. Good. Number two: Which Duff do we have a Malchus about writing a get in a boat in the Mediterranean Sea? That's on Duff. Ches. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we have a question whether one can force his slave to work without feeding him? That's on Dov. Yud Beis. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we learn a Mamad Shloshan acquires with a deposit? That's on Dov. Yud Gimel. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we Rabbi Shimon holds that it gets signed by idolaters as well because they're using shameless move hawking, distinct Goyish names? That's on Dov. Yudalv. Good number six. Which of the one the one who cuts off his friend's slave's hand pays compensation and medical expenses to the master, and the slave is fed from tzedakah? That's undav. Yudbeis. Good number seven. Which stuff the one to get lacha misa is not effective, nor is any document effective given after misa? That's undav. Task. Good number eight. Which of the one, if someone is being taken out to be executed, it says, Kisu get li ishti, write a get for my wife, without saying give it to her. We still give it to her. That's on Dav. Yud Gimel. Good number nine. Which of the one, is about a get shikhor, where the master retains property, and it's not a cruz gita. That's on Dav. Test. Good. And number ten. Which of the one, a question of a mamad shloshan works even with a loan. That's on Dav. Yod Gimel. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.